Praise God. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to... I want to teach on what I've titled, The Fear of the Lord, The Wind from Heaven. The Fear of the Lord, The Wind from Heaven. And um, I want to... I want to kind of um, tickle your tickle your belief or whatever. When you hear the fear of the Lord, how many of you think of love? You hear the word of the Lord. How many of you think of love? How many of you does love? You know, do, do, do. let me just see your hands if you you know. How many of you think of afraid, retribution? Let me see. Yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, praise God. I would have been surprised if uh, nobody, nobody equates love to the fear of the Lord. No one. And I'm not surprised. But let's look at what the Bible says. If you'd like to turn your Bible with me to Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus chapter 10. And I'm sure when you see the scripture, you probably say, hey, yeah, Hallelujah. Let me read first of all from verse 3, then I'll read from verse 1 to just so that we just get the, con- the, 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 the concept or the context of the word. He said, this is what the Lord, and Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord spoke, saying, by those who come near me, by those who come near me. Everybody say, those who come near me. I must be regarded as holy. King James says sanctified. I must be regarded as holy and before all the people must be glorified. The word glorified here means make me significant, make me heavy, make me weighty. In other words, um, so Aaron held the peace. But let's read from verse 1. It says, then Nebat and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took their censer and put fire in it, put incense on it, and offered profane fire before the Lord. Amplified translates that as um, unauthorized sacrifice, unauthorized fire. Now, what you need to understand that. Nebat and Abihu are priests who are actually authorized to offer sacrifice in the, uh, in, in the temple. They are, but in this case, they went as usual. Casually, they offered a sacrifice that they were not asked to offer. In other words, they did not, they did what they used to do, not what God asked them to do. And I want you to take note of that. 
And the Lord which had not commanded them, because um, offers profane fire before the Lord which he had not commanded them, so fire went out from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. And Moses said to Aaron, This is what the Lord spoke, saying, By those who come near me, I must be regarded as holy. Before all the people, I must be glorified. So Aaron held his peace. Now, this is one of the reasons why we attribute, when I said a fear of the Lord, and what we were thinking of is retribution and punishment, judgment. But I want to tell you that Jesus did not come and die for us for nothing. The first thing I want to establish is that God's standard has not changed. Amen? God has not changed his standard. God still requires us to come before him in holiness. He said, be you holy as I am holy. God still requires us to come before him, you know, in, in reverence. And what I'm saying to us this morning is that the fear of the Lord, the word fear is, is, um, can be translated into two words, afraid and reverence. Afraid and reverence. And I want you to take note of that word reverence. And what I want to emphasize today is that what God is expecting or demands of us is not to be afraid of him, but to revere him. To revere him means to love him and to respect him. And what's the difference? And I'll show you in a little while now. What's the difference? You know, it's just, you see, um, some of our young ones have come back from university now. One of the things, if they fear their parents, they probably discard everything that they've been told. But if they respect them, they will honor the values that they've learned all their lives. Why? Because their parents are not there to monitor what they do. They're far away now. They can choose what to do. But they choose to do the right thing because they respect and they honor the value to which they've been taught, which they held on to before they went to university. And that's a choice. Now, what am I saying? First of all, let us go to, um, let us go to Romans chapter 8. I just want to establish, first of all, that God's standard has not changed. But what happened is that now God has given us the capacity and the, enable, the enablement for us to fulfill what he wants us to do. Look at from verse 2 with me. Verse 2, Romans chapter 8, verse 2. He said, for the law of the spirits of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. 
the law of the spirit of life have made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. I want you to take note of what I'm saying here. He said, said, by the law, we cannot fulfill the demands of God because of the weakness of the flesh. But God in himself gave us his son to crucify the power of sin in the flesh. And consequently, look at this, verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement, look at that, verse 4, that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the, what? That the righteous requirement, in other words, the law could not fulfill living in holiness. The law could not fulfill living in righteousness. But by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross, he had given us the capacity, that is the grace. So grace is never a license to sin. Grace is actually an empowerment to live right before God. Everybody say grace. Say with me, grace is not a license to sin, but an empowerment to live in righteousness and in holiness. Amen? Some of you didn't sound very convinced. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what I'm saying is that God's standard has not changed. But God is not looking for his children that will be afraid of him. Now, you think about it for, for you parents. I mean, uh, if your children are living in the fear of retribution all the time, what type of relationship do you think that is? And that's why I'm saying that when God says the fear, fear the Lord is not about, it's not about God's punishment. God is not looking to punish you. God is not looking to sledge and hammer on you and, and, and kill you off. That's not, that's not God. The Bible says that God wants us to be motivated by his love. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, For God so loved the world that he did what? He gave. Love compels, it motivates to do. He gave us his son because he loved us. And in John chapter 15, verse 15, Jesus said, I speak these things unto you, that no longer do I call you servants, but friends. That I call you friends. Now, if God says he's a friend, do you think he's looking to sledgehammer upon us? 
Do you think he's looking to punish us? God is not looking. God does not see you as failures. God does not look at you as one that is incapable. Why? Because he made that possible for you to live right before him. Amen? Tell someone, say, I'm not incapable. I'm capable of living right before God. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us look at what um, the fear of the Lord is. Turn your Bible with me to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8. How about making sense this morning? Am I making any sense? Are you following me? Amen. That the fear of the Lord is actually the love of God. What God is calling us to is to embrace his love. Walk in his life because he loves you. Amen. Amen. Don't walk in the light because it's going to punish you if you don't do it. But do it because you love him. Amen? I'm tempted to ask you that how many of you are in love today? Probably just uh, a year and, um, and Bianca will be bold enough to put up their hands. The rest of you will probably be too shy that Canada's in love. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I dare to say I'm in love. Amen. Praise the Lord. But, okay, flashback, because I know some of you have been married for a long while. Flashback to when, when you, can't, you didn't see him. Um, thank God for WhatsApp, because your phone bills would have been very high. In the last um, two years, isn't it? But what I'm trying to express is that now, in fact, Ayah Bianca, please help us here, right? Since you are the latest one on the block, praise the Lord. When you call Ayi in Nigeria, are you calling Ayi because you are afraid of the relationship breaking or because you just love him and want to hear his voice? Amen? Because, she said, because I just want to hear his voice. Are you? Now, I'll put you on the spot. Don't say what she said, right? So just say what. So when, when she calls, you say, oh, this woman again. You're excited to pick up the call. You're probably waiting for that call. Probably if you have any complaint, it will be, why have you not called earlier on? Exactly. I've been waiting, you know. Praise the Lord. And the point I'm making here, the point I'm making here is that if the reason for the call is to get the relationship in order, it means that the relationship is going nowhere. Do you agree with me? And the same thing with you and I. If we are scared of God punishing us, and that's the reason we do what we do or don't do what we do, then there's a problem. 
I'm saying like two people in love, let love be your motivation for doing what you do or what you don't do. Amen. Let's look at the fear of the Lord um, very quickly. Verse 13, Romans, uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 13. There are four things that Solomon listed there. And Solomon uh, is, a, is a good person to define what the fear of the Lord is. He said, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogance, and the evil way, and the perverse mouth are hate. You notice what he listed there. To hate evil. To hate evil is moral adversity. Evil is moral adversity. Moral adversity, affliction, trouble, wickedness. So what am I saying? You can't say that I love God. You are causing trouble all around. You know, morally you are so decadent. And you say, oh, God sees my heart. You know, um, worship is in the heart. It's not, it's, it's not, you know, any love that is not expressed in the outside is not love. You think of two couples and, you know, you, 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 you hit your wife and you said, oh, honey, you know, I'm so sorry. You know, I really love you. You, you know, in my, my heart, you, you know, in my heart, I really love you. You know my heart. But, you know, you, you slap her. You know, it's, it's not me, it's the devil. Me, really me, love you, you know. Now, okay, if that spouse believed that lie for a while, do you think that that spouse will ever, forever think that, oh, this guy loves me, or this woman loves me. It's just the devil that makes him or her smack me. Sorry? <coughs> Yes, some do, but what I'm trying to say, will you, if anybody come to tell you, if anybody come to tell you, I can smack you, I can do all crazy stuff and go and buy you, after beating you very well with, you know, and you tell me, just tell the GP that you fell from the step. Right? And I'll go and buy you a wonderful, beautiful bottle of perfume to show that I love you. Now, and he said, no, 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 don't, 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 look at, don't look at what has happened. The guy, in his heart, he loves her. Eh, you say, hey, no. Absolutely. You see, that's what I'm saying. Any love that does not transpose to action is not love. You can't say you love God and... Your characteristics, your disposition and everything is not bringing honor and glory to God. I say, I love God just in my heart. And you know, of course, we get to that excuse where only God knows those who love him. Well, you better know that you love God or God, you don't love God. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, and one of the things that he said is that he hates a perverse mouth. I looked at the word perverse, and perverse means to show a deliberate and obstinate desire to behave in a way that is unreasonable or unacceptable. But by his spirit, if you're here this morning and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior, 
Your Lord means that he owns you. And you acknowledge that the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, it's for you. And by that, you receive the grace and the love that I'm talking about. If you're here this morning and you're not born again, I want you to just signify by raising up your hands and we'll pray with you. Every one of us would have done this one time in our lives. The Bible says that if you are ashamed to acknowledge me before men, one day you'll meet him. And you say, because you are ashamed of me, likewise I'm ashamed of you. Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. But this morning, I want to give you that opportunity to acknowledge him as Lord and personal Savior. Anyone here? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Our Father and our God, I thank you, Lord, for the seed of your word that has gone forth this morning. I pray that in the name of Jesus, that, Lord, your word bear fruits. 30, 60, and 100 fold in the name of Jesus. I pray that we'll not just be hearers of your word, but doers of them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Almighty, because your word says that, Lord, your word that has gone forth, they will not return, you to, they will not return to you empty-handed, but they will accomplish the purpose to which you have dispersed them. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for acknowledging your word this morning in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Next week, we're going to be looking how to walk in the fear of the Lord. We're going to look at how to walk in it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.